0: Hello, Mama. Hope your day is so lovely. I know mine is because I get to sit here with you. And sorry if you can hear pounding in the background. Our neighbors are doing some work on their house. (laughs) It's pretty loud, but I uh, I know today is a beautiful day for me because yesterday I got to give my first sermon at church, and that was just such an incredible honor to get to share from that space and just love on the church and allow God to speak through me. And wow, it was um, it was fun. It was intense. It required a lot of just trying to talk myself through it and remind myself it wasn't about me, but it was about God and what he wanted to say and what he wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, I just, am excited for more opportunities in the future just to continue to lean in and, um, just really learn how to be a conduit of the Holy Spirit in different spaces. So anyways, I'm like, it's like that feeling after you do something big that you've been kind of dreading slash kind of excited for, for a long time, right? Like because any big thing, like for me at least, there's some dread involved. Like even if it's something like the best thing ever, like if it's something big, it requires a lot of effort and time and discipline and work. Like there's a little bit of dread. So now it's like this feeling of like, ah, relief. Um, except for the fact that it's my son today, as I'm recording this, it's my son's fifth birthday. So that's exciting, but it's also like, oh, pressure of the birthday. So Anyways, we're almost out of the pressure zone fully, (laughs) but I hope, I hope wherever you land in your day, it is, um, you're finding God in the midst of it because God is going to meet us wherever we are. But anyways, today I'm excited because we are going to begin a new series and I was debating like what to call this. First, it was going to be like the purpose series and then it was going to be the mama series. I landed on the daughter of the king series because ultimately before you're a mom, you're a daughter of the king. Like that comes first. And so I want to talk about you, how to pour into yourself, how to to show up for yourself, how to just really be full of life, to be full of God's spirit and be faithful to what he's called you to. All of the things that That you need to be to thrive. And, you know, we talk about parenting a lot. We talk about your mindsets in motherhood and all of that. And all of that is important, but I really just wanna focus in on you. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about how to nurture your soul. And what that looks like. And so I hope that you prepare yourself because we all need this. Yes, as moms and just as humans, as daughters of the king. So get excited. I'm excited just to kind of go through this series. We're going to talk about call and we're going to talk about not losing ourselves in the midst of motherhood and marriage. And I'm just so excited to just take a few episodes to just pour directly into you because you need it. You deserve it and you're called to it. So get excited. I'm excited. Um, and yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Welcome to the morning mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Mama, I got to jump into this because we have 10 ways that I want to help you nurture your soul, and you all know that I like to talk, which oddly is something i never realized about myself but when i talk to you i just have so much to say so let's jump into it because (laughs) there's a lot to get through so number one the first way that you can nurture your soul some of these are going to be so obvious to you but they're good reminders but first of all is to heal yourself like you know this is what i talk about you know this is what i teach you know this is what i'm here for it's about the healing If we do not it's like a wound, right? That is like gushing open. It's like imagine it on your knee or something, right? And, and if you are not, or maybe like a deeper cut, right? Like that needs some like real medical care. If you don't take care of that and you just kind of like let it sit there and fester, it just gets worse and worse. It gets more disgusting and gets infected. It gets like puffy and red and just nasty, right? And so like this, our hearts, our souls, our spirits are the same way, our minds. Like, we have to take that time to heal it. We have to take the time to slow down to do that work, to allow God to do that work. And this is going to look different for everyone, right? Like, some people, we need you need to go dive into therapy right now, and you know you've been needing to do it for a long time, and you keep putting it off, and you keep like del- having all the excuses to delay it because you don't have the money or you don't know who to call or whatever it is. And I get it. It it can feel complicated, but like you have a gaping wound that's, that's pouring over everything. And so if you really want your soul to be healthy, you want to nurture your soul, take care of the pain that's going on. Take care of those wounds that have been there. Like they need to be taken care of. And I want to invite you, if if you, if therapy maybe isn't the route you want to go, I would love to invite you into my academy. My academy is a course that you can complete within 16 weeks, and then you have access to weekly group coaching for up to one year. If you want to break up the course throughout that year, or if you want to complete it all at once and then kind of use the calls as support throughout, but we walk through everything that you need to heal. We I teach you how to invite God into that process so you know what to pray to ask for healing. And I walk you through that together. And then I I teach you how to reflect on that and how to hear God's voice because there's nothing more healing than God's voice and the word of God. And I teach you how to apply that to your life. And then I teach you restoration theory. And restoration theory is a theory that helps you literally rewire your brain, helps you understand the wounds from the past and how those are showing up in your daily life right now. And I teach you how to do all of that. And I teach you how to apply restoration theory to your life so that you can stop yelling at your kids. You can stop yelling at your husband. You can stop being constantly bombarded with anxious thoughts and, and these feelings of depression that make you want to stay in bed all day. And then I teach you how to apply it to every bit of your life, including where God might be calling you to, which we're going to be talking about a little bit in this series. So If you know it's time to nurture your soul in terms of of really healing yourself and going deep, and you want me to walk side by side with you through this process, like come join the Healed Mom Academy right now. It's it's what I created it for so that I could help you with this process because if we don't do the deeper work, the deeper stuff, like the rest of this list is great and it will help a little bit, but that deeper work is absolutely necessary if you have some some wounds that are coming up some you don't know how to stop yelling you don't know how to stop the anxious thoughts you don't know how to really handle all of this thing called a motherhood well, right? You feel like it's just taking you down, then you need to do some deeper work. So come and join me. You can find the link in the show notes, or you can go to MorningMamaAcademy.gr8.com to find out all of the information. The link is also in the Facebook group. Come and find me over there. And I would just love to walk with you through this process. But whatever that looks like for you, do that healing work so that you can truly be in a, in a solid place to do this life, to be a mom, to do all the things. Okay. So number one, heal yourself. Number two, this is your schedule. This is something I talk about all the time, but truly like if you are just exhausted all the time and overwhelmed all the time, I, I wonder if maybe you're not putting time in your schedule for yourself. And there's a lot of ways to do this, but the simplest way that I think is the most essential is to make sure at least twice a day before your kids get up and after your kids go to bed, you have a couple chunks of time to dedicate to yourself. Now, I also, for for those of you with young kids, like that, hopefully that's three times a day, right? Like nap time in the middle of the day. Or if your kids are in school, like you get a whole whole other group of time, but at least that morning And that night, it is absolutely necessary to begin your day and end your day with intentional time so that you can get filled up and do what you need to, to be healthy. Like, and we'll talk a little bit about some ideas of what to fill in that time, like how to use it. There's some other things on this list that we'll go through, but just the basics of having that in your schedule is absolutely necessary for you. Like if you start your day with your children, like up in your face, first of all, I don't know how you're still like doing this. You're amazing, seriously. But that's just not a way to start the day, right? Like you are already out of control. You already have lost control of what's happening. You are not being intentional to create a space to invite yourself into to invite your kids into um I know for me it's going back to school like this has been one of the biggest game changers for me because the school schedule is just keeping us on such good accountability and that like I know I have to wake my kids up at a certain time and I have to like get them out the door quickly, and so I. But I don't want it to be chaotic every morning. I, I refuse to be rushed. I refuse to to be angry and yelling at them because we're behind and and whatnot. And so I'm intentionally creating this space where I'm inviting them into. It. And I shared a little bit about it with you in that some of the previous episodes, but. You know, I get up and I get ready before my kids. I shower. I do my makeup because I feel better about myself when I do. I put on something that feels good, right? It's not always fancy, but it's like I feel cute in it and I I feel good about myself. And then I have my time with God. And then I put on some worship music. I put on the diffuser, make the house smell lovely. And I, I wake up my children and I invite them into our day together. And This helps all of us start on the right foot. I'm starting in control because I have set out that you know, set out what it's going to look like. I've created this environment for us, you know, and and sometimes like, you know, our kids are going to wake up before that time. So sometimes my baby wakes up earlier and he'll, he'll join me in my quiet time as I nurse him. And then sometimes my, my five-year-old will wake up a little bit early as well. And, and, you know, if, if that happens then I'll, you know, usually depends what I'm doing, but sometimes I'll finish my quiet time. Or if it's like right around the time I needed to get him anyways, I'll, you know, pause him, (laughs) go put the music on, right? Like, see, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't mean like you can't set the environment. If your kid ends up waking up early, like it's still possible, but be intentional about setting that environment and creating that space in the morning to give to yourself, right? Trying to focus is not about our kids here. This is even just about you. What you need to really nurture your soul is to have that space. And then at night too, to have that space to wind down, to have that space to think about who you are. Like, who are you as a daughter of the King? What do you like to do? What's going to nourish your soul? Okay. We'll go into some more ideas at the end of this, but, um, so that's number two, really get that schedule in place. So you have those chunks of time for yourself. Number three, what gives you delight? So I love this idea of like, what do you delight in? And I want you just to think through, like if you are taking notes right now, I want you to, on your piece of paper, just brainstorm some things, like pause this episode and write down some things that give your soul delight. What is that? Is it going for a walk, a hike, the beach, uh, the lake, right? Outside, I know outside is (laughs) one of the biggest ways for me. So that's a lot of the things on the list right here. what gives you delight? Is it going to the park with your kids? Like, and this is with yourself or with your kids, because we're not talking about our kids right now, but if we can find delight in what we're doing with our kids, then that's going to bring us nourishment for our soul. And so think of all of things, the things with and without your kids that bring your soul delight. Make a list of those. Maybe it's work. I know that's one of the things, especially in this season, that brings me so much delight. I love when I get to sit down and work, like it, it, it fills me up and it depends what work I'm doing. It depends on the day and, and kind of what the, the, the projects are or the things that need to happen. There's definitely days where it depletes me as well, but especially days that I get to create, oh, that, that just nourishes my soul like nothing else. And so maybe, you know, the series we're talking about purpose and calling and stepping into all that God has for you as a daughter of the King, maybe for you, you, you don't have work right now. You, you're staying at home. But maybe this means if, if you hear me talking about this and you're wondering if you've, you've been feeling God kind of put something on your heart for a bit, maybe it means that it's time for you to step into some kind of work. It doesn't mean you have to go back to an office. It doesn't mean you have to even get childcare. Like if you have young kids at home, this could mean during their nap time or their quiet time, right? Or maybe they have an intentional space to play out outside. This could even fit into like your morning before the kids wake up or even your evening after the kids wake up. But if it brings you delight, you want to put it somewhere in your day. And so if you know, like that's you figure out where, where can you put this? What changes do you need to make in order to have this in your life? Because if I did not work, (laughs) I would go crazy. I really would. The weeks that I don't get work time, um, you know, for a while, like I didn't have childcare because of sickness and whatnot. And then my nap time was kind of like, I I think I talked about this a lot in another podcast, but my son, we, we were struggling with nap time. He was transitioning to quiet time and just wasn't always going well. And so anyways, I lost nap times for a while. And so I just really wasn't working a lot and it was hard. Like I love my kids. I love spending time with them. They're amazing. But I was also created for this. I was created to sit here with you and talk to you and encourage you. I was created to to create content and to to build projects and and to move things forward. in, in the church, there's um, so much that I get to do that just makes me feel alive. And God put gifts inside of you as well. And we're gonna talk about how to un- unpack those a little bit in the coming weeks or coming days uh, as we do this series. But like, are you getting that space to really bring yourself delight, whatever that looks like? So make a list, figure out how you can bring in more moments of delight into your week. And that is going to nourish your soul like nothing else. All right. Number four, uh, nutrition and exercise. So if you need to nourish your soul, got to make sure you're nourishing your body. And now this is when I struggle with more. Uh, I've, I've, for the most part, created a a decent system for nourishing um, my body through nutrients, through um, healthy eating, and you know, I'm definitely not perfect, but I like have, you know, my smoothie in the morning, and I usually have like a salad for lunch, right? Like I have kind of some systems in place, in order to make sure i'm getting the healthy food i have my vitamins like i have a whole massive vitamin regimen that i'm i take because uh, one of the holistic doctors that i go to is that uh, there's so many supplements so there's there's all of that so i'm nourishing myself that way exercise is the one i'm really like trying to fit in and it's so silly because like right now i'm just trying to do like 10 or 15 minute workouts Which is nothing. Like you think about your day, and it's like 10 or 15 minutes. That's ridiculous that I have days where I can't find that or that I don't make time to find that. And that's really what it is because we all have 10 or 15 minutes. So that's something I'm working on, but I wanna encourage you to work on that because that is necessary, right? Like we're constantly, I think for a lot of us, constantly thinking about what are our kids need? What do their bodies need? Am I feeding them enough vegetables? Are they are they moving their body enough? They need to go run around. They need to not watch too much TV. They need not to sit down too much, right? All of these things, are they taking their vitamins? And, and as moms, it's so easy to focus on them and their nutrition and to neglect what we're eating and what we're doing with our bodies. I think I you know, kind of assumed maybe this was just me But it's so funny. I was reading, I don't know, a while ago on some kind of board somewhere. I don't know. I Googled a question and was on a random board. I love doing that sometimes. (laughs) Anyways, I I read – I was reading these responses. I can't remember what the initial question was. But all of these different parents were talking about like – okay, I feed my kid like really nutritious meals, but I eat junk. Like my kid eats this awesome food and I eat junk. Like it's just, there was so many examples of how they knew what to feed their kids, but they didn't know how to feed themselves. And I think that is so easy for us to fall into as moms is just focusing on feeding our kids. And, you know, the biggest way to do this is to feed your kid what you feed yourself. Like if you're making your kid a healthy meal, just make a bigger portion and feed it to yourself, right? Like (laughs) now I don't always do this in the breakfast, like in the morning for breakfast, I have a smoothie. The kids have an egg bite or, um, oatmeal donut. Yeah. It's a thing I make. Um, but whatever that looks like, make some for yourself. Okay, you need to move your body, you need to have nutrition, and just like it impacts your kids and how they're feeling and how their day goes, it's going to impact you. So if you want to nourish your soul, nourish your body. All right, number 5, and I'm just cruising through these. Like these are just like things to keep in mind. Like I want you to listen to these and think, "Okay, what's the one thing of this list that I'm going to focus on?" Like what is the one I'm going to really pour into because you know, if we get lost in trying to do it all, we're going to not do anything. And so, you know, maybe it's healing yourself. Maybe it's working on that schedule. Maybe it's working on your body. Number five, this one, okay, this one everyone needs to do. (laughs) Okay, so maybe you have to do two. If you're not doing this, this one is essential. Like, honestly, the most essential out of this whole list, out of everything in the whole world. (laughs) It's number five, and that is spending daily time with God. Truly, there's nothing that I believe is going to help change your situation, change your life, change yourself more than spending time with God. He created you. He knows what you need. He is the author of life, right? And so if you think of the author of life, right, like it's, yeah, we're alive. But like, are you really alive? Are you really filled with life? And so if you want to really live, you need to meet with that author of life. He's going to give you life as you meet with him. And I know sometimes when you're trying to form this habit, it doesn't always feel like life at first. It can easily feel like, you know, like a chore or like you're checking a box and it can be hard to really get filled up by it. But let me encourage you, if you don't give up, if you keep trying and not make it a checklist, like don't just go in and be like, I have to read this amount or I have to do this thing. Like go and sit with God, go and see what he has for you that day. Start reading the Bible and, and you don't have to get through the whole chapter. Like maybe you read a verse and it, it screams at you and God speaks to you through it. Sit there. Think about how you apply that to your life. Write that verse down in your journal. Journal about what that means. Journal about the implications of it. Journal about what you need to do because you just read this, right? Like, don't make it a check the box kind of thing. There is no formula. You're meeting with the creator of the universe. So make this a priority. For me, I have to do this before my kids wake up, first thing in the morning. Again, my baby will join me sometimes, but it's a little different. But like, I can't do it later in the day. I get distracted. This does not need to be for everyone, though. This is just me. So figure out what your time is. Maybe it's nap time for your kids. Maybe it's nighttime. Like, maybe it's, you know, in the morning when they're having breakfast or they are they just had breakfast, so they're fed and they're fine and they're playing and you can go sit down. Like, whatever it is, create that space. This is a non-negotiable game changer. But also, <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself. Like, if you miss some days, if you miss a week, like... Don't be hard on yourself. Just pick back up. Try again. Keep trying. And like uh my pastor always talks about winning the week. Try and get four out of seven days. And that's a great place to start, an amazing place to start. So just aim for that. Try and get that time with God. Talk about nourishing your soul. Like He knows how to nourish your soul. Put on some worship music. Right? Figure out how you can make this time something that really nourishes your soul. Even like setting the environment. You know, I talked about setting the environment in the morning set the environment for your quiet time. Like, Make sure you got your hot beverage. Make sure you have your cozy blanket. I love doing mine outside in nature and it's beautiful. Uh, my friend uses candles for hers and it was like, she was telling me about it and it was inspiring me. I was like, oh, I haven't been using candles lately. I want to do that. So like, just be intentional, to set that environment, have a cozy chair. Okay. That, that, that helps usher in the Holy spirit because you're not distracted. It's creating that, that place of comfort so that you can let him in. Like he can meet you anywhere, right? He can meet you in a dumpster, but it's harder when we're distracted, when we're uncomfortable to really meet with God and focus on that. Okay. So number five was daily time with God. All right. Number six, take time when you need the time. So what I mean by this is when you need to take a break, like maybe it's after your husband gets home from work and you need that break. And sometimes I know I feel guilty trying to take that break because he, he worked a long day and it's a lot for him, right? He's coming home, he's cooking dinner. he, He cooks for our family. It's, I know it's a blessing. It's amazing. But I've, you know, I've been with the kids all day, especially days that I'm not working. And it's like me and the kids all day and it's a lot. And so I have learned That if I just try and push through and keep doing chores or keep trying to take care of the kids, like I often will then lose my temper or I'll be grumpy or short, whatever it is. And so if I take the time to go on like a 20 minute walk, 20 minutes, right? Like, and I take a kid with me, I take the baby with me, I wear the baby. You can put a kid in a stroller, like whatever you need to do, go and take that time so that you can reset yourself. You can refresh yourself, preferably a child that won't talk to you. <laughs> so you really can have that space. I mean, maybe maybe you feel refreshed when you're talking to one of your kids on a nature walk. I, I can feel refreshed that way sometimes. But like whatever it is you need to reset, refresh, like take the time that you need to do that. And that is so essential. You're gonna be a better wife, a better mom when you do this. So like let others help you. Or like even today, this is a little bit of a different example, but you know, I just shared it was just did a sermon yesterday it was really intense. And then it's my son's birthday today. And so I like dropped the ball on some stuff and I totally spaced getting treats for him to bring to class. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm paying a lot of money to have someone watch my children this morning. Like I, I don't want to run to the grocery store and run to my son's school while I'm paying this someone this much. And so I'm like, what do I do? And like, what do I do? And trying to figure out how to do it. My husband's out of town. Like there's just What do I do? And so I I ended up reaching out to my parents for help. Now, I know not everyone has that option, but like, do you have some friends that would be willing to help? Can you ask your husband? Like who in your er space life can you ask for help? And if you say no one, then you need to be in some community because either you are not, you're isolating and you're not investing in community or you are being prideful and not choosing to ask for help because little things, 20 minutes, like even asking a neighbor that you trust to come over for 20 minutes with your kids, right? Like people want to help. We have a neighbor up the street. She's always asking. It's like one of our good friends from church. She's always asking how she can help. And often I reject her as I'm telling you to accept help. But like, but I have, I've let her bring us meals. I've let her, you know, watch the kids at times. So stop being prideful, let people help you because this is going to nourish your soul. You need to let those people do that. And it's going to be a game changer. Okay. Takes the time when you need the time. Okay. Number seven, this is going to sound backwards, but it's clean your house. So I know in the past I've talked about how much I struggle with this and there's definitely still days or weeks, hopefully not months at this point. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's still kind of new that I've been on top of it. So we'll see, but let me just tell you, since I have finally like kind of figured out what system works for us and I've been cleaning my house and I'm not talking about like deep cleaning, not, to, not, not necessarily talking about cleaning the toilets and all of that. I'm still not great at that. Um, I'm talking about like having it picked up, having the floors clean, having uh, the counters clean, right? Like having everything wiped off, like just having it peaceful and fresh and beautiful. That has brought so much nourishment to my soul lately to wake up to a clean house every day. Oh, oh my goodness to wake up and and have no dishes in the sink, to have laundry, clean laundry in the kids' drawers, to have the floors not have crumbs all over them from my 10-month-old that like eats like a mad person. Like, oh my goodness, it is amazing. And so, you know, I'll probably have to do another episode on this. I've talked about it a little bit, but in very short, the system that I now have is that every night I make sure the house is done. Like even if I have to stay up late, even if i you know, only then have 10 minutes to read before bed. Like I make sure it's done and I try and do it throughout the day so I don't have to do that. But, but days where it gets off, I just make sure it's done. Like even last night, this is not ideal, but I stayed up till 1130 cleaning the house because I knew we could not start Monday with a crazy house because it brings so much turmoil. And now that we're on like the school schedule, we don't have extra time. Like we've got to like make it happen. And so any, junk on the floor things not in place dishes not clean laundry not there like it's going to set us backwards and so we, we just don't have space for that and so oh my soul has been so fed by a clean house so figure out what that looks like for you i now do laundry on the weekends you know like it's not always perfect like right now the laundry is clean and folded but i need to put it away in the drawers because this weekend was a little crazy you know with my sermon and all that my son's birthday um anyways, like figure out what works for you and don't give up until you figure it out. Okay. Cause I have worked so many years trying to figure out what works for us. And I feel like I f- will see, but I feel like I finally made it click and I just encourage you to figure it out until you have that. Okay. And if you need help with that, Chelsea Joe from the systemize your life podcast is amazing. So many great tips. Her Academy is incredible. Go check all of that out at the systemize your life podcast. Okay. So clean your house, pick it up reset it, craft an environment that you love. All right, number eight, I kind of already mentioned this, but have your people. If you need to nourish your, if you want to nourish your soul, you need to have your people. You need to have the people that know the depths of what where you're at. You need to have people that can help you, that can pray for you. You need to have people that are checking in on you. Like you need to have your people. And I know that can feel challenging in a season where you don't have extra time to invest in relationships, but let me tell you, you don't have time not to. You need these relationships in your life. And this can take time. I get it. Like it's not, you're not going to meet your best friends right away, but you need to be working towards this continually. And the best place to start is getting in a local church. If you are not in a local church, and what I mean by in a church is like involved, like you're serving, you're in a small group, like you, people know your name like you're plugged in, you're doing the thing, like get in it. It's absolutely necessary. Your soul needs other people. I know it doesn't always feel like it because you're so tired, but your soul needs this. Just trust me. That's how God made us. He made us for community. He did not make us to do this alone. So figure out who your people are, get them in your life. And really you only need like a couple close ones like that. You can reach out to don't need like 10 or 15. Like, I mean, you can have, you know, more like acquaintances or a group you hang out with or a group that you text, but like the really close core ones, you only need a couple of those, but figure out who your people are and invest in those relationships because that's, that's going to be a game changer for you. Okay. Number nine, nourish your soul by getting off your phone. I don't know about you, but there's nothing that like depletes my soul that, that wearies my soul that makes my soul feel heavy and and just kind of icky like being on my phone. Now, maybe not everyone is exactly the same and I'm not like doing inappropriate things. And that's all I'm talking about here. I'm, I'm just talking about like wasting even 10 minutes on social media, right? Like even when I'm like nursing my son and I just end up on my phone scrolling, oh, I just feel depleted afterwards, right? Like I could have spent that 10 minutes praying. I could have spent that 10 minutes like reading a book, right? There's so many things I could have done now, or even texting, like (laughs) catching up on my texting because I'm really bad at that. So now you don't need to be like crazy about this. If you do find enjoyment from social media, which I know some people do, that's great. Just make sure you're limiting yourself and like paying attention to how your soul feels. How does your soul feel while you're on it? How does your soul feel afterwards? Is there like a certain limit where it starts like like adding weight to your soul? And just pay really close attention to that because yeah, just I I feel that. And and I think it it adds to the constant like too much information and our, our brains are already bombarded with like there's so much stimulus in our world. And so when we are on our phones it just adds to that. So oh, like lift your eyes up, look around, be present in your world, get off your phone and that is going to nourish your soul. Okay, number 10. Find a way to truly rest. What does this look like for you? What what does true rest look like? Is it you know, some of this is similar to what gives you delight, but like, you know, even thinking like delight to me is like, okay, I can be out and active and it might be kind of, you know, exhausting, right? Like going to the beach is kind of tiring. Like we're out and about going on an adventure with my kids. It brings me joy and it brings me delight, but it's also tiring. It's not like rest at the end of the day. And so I'm talking about like at the end of the day, like what does true rest look like if you're not on your phone, right? Like we're replacing the phone with some true rest. What does that look like for you? Replacing the TV with some true rest, like TV, social media is not going to nourish our soul, right? Sometimes it feels good for a minute and, and, and I'm not saying you can never do those things, right? But, like, what kind of rest is truly going to nourish your soul? So, is that going for a walk at the end of the day by yourself? Is that reading? Is it taking a bath? Is it creating or designing, right? Like, I love creating. So, sometimes I'll work on like design projects on my computer at the end of the day or you know, even designing my house. Like I love, like, I'm not like an expert by any means, but I love like trying to think like, how can I like make this room better? Like, you know, we just moved in a year ago, so we're still hanging things up and figuring out what rooms look like what, right? Like, so I love that. Like, it's okay to, to work on designing your house. Um, like maybe it is journaling. Maybe it is listening to a podcast or an audio book. Um, but figuring out how to find that rest and really like, you know, I was talking about how I, at night I've been cleaning the house some of the times. So some of the times, like you do need to do what you need to do. Right. But how can you, in the midst of that, find rest so often, you know, I love, I get filled up by listening to podcasts or audiobooks. And so if I have to do the dishes, like, there we go. Got my rest while I'm doing the dishes. If I have to fold laundry, podcast or an audiobook, I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm growing. I feel like I'm getting filled up while I'm folding the laundry. Right. And so figure out how to kind of to add that in and then I think we all need a moment of like true rest at the end of the day I know I sleep so much better when I read even for like five or ten minutes before I go to sleep so like take care of yourself in that way I should add number 11 like sleep we need sleep super crucial your soul will be nourished by that but that's kind of the gist of it okay so I'm gonna go through the list really quickly again figure out which one is is your next thing like, which one do you need to focus on? Which one are you going to work on today and this week? Because you got to pick one or you're not going to do any of them. So let's go through it. Number one, heal yourself. If that's you, go, go jump into the academy right now. Go find a therapist right now, right? Like, do it this week, okay? So heal yourself. Work on your schedule in terms of finding that alone time. Three, figure out what gives you delight. Make sure you're implementing that. Number four, nutrition, exercise. I'll add sleep to that one nutrition, exercise, sleep. So body. Okay. Number five, daily time with God. We all need that one. Number six, take the time when you need the time. Let your husband help. Let whoever help. Number seven, clean your house. And if you don't know how to do that, maybe systemize your life is the way to go right now. Number eight, have your people. So go figure out how to invest in community. Number nine, get off your phone. And then number 10, find a way to truly rest. I hope that encourages you. I'm excited to dive more into this series to just to help you figure out what it looks like to nourish your soul, to walk as a daughter of the king before you're a mom, before you're a wife, before you do anything else, that you are a daughter of the king. And God's daughters need rest. God's daughters need nourishment. God's daughters need purpose and encouragement. So Let's walk as daughters of the King this week. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for these amazing daughters, God, that you have right here listening. God, I pray that you would speak to them about what you're calling them to, God, what you desire for them, the the true rest, the true fulfillment, the nurturing of their soul, God, that you desire for them. God, I I pray that you would show them what their next step is. I pray you would help them have the courage and the discipline to implement that and to walk into that God. And God, I just pray that you would just help them be reminded that they're not just a mom, they're not just a wife, but they are first and foremost a daughter of you, God. And you just want to love on your daughters, God. So we thank you, God, that that you do love us. We thank you that that's who we really are at our core, God. Um, Just show us how to walk in that. We love you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama.